You know how you love to watch Iowa and Kentucky? Yeah, three to seven with a defensive score. Why do you arbitrarily stop your masochism at Big Ten football and you have never journeyed into the Jersey Shore? It wasn't my thing. They've got a new season out. I've heard about that. Listen, Mike got his shit together. What's a Mike? He's a situation. It's Colt? No, that's Michael. Oh. There's a lot of background here. <laughs> the other co-host, Colt, his actual name is Michael. Not to be confused with Mike, the situation. Hey, welcome to our uh, Jersey Shore fan cast. I'm DJ Adam, and this is Riley D. Oh. <laughs> you know, if I'm not spinning, I'm out macking. Do you know what I mean? I don't. And then I go to the gym. I do laundry. And you know I try to tan. Uh, but the lifestyle I've adopted does not match my heritage, and I do burn very quickly. That's true. That's I have true. to go inside because of all my burns. My friends do have to rub a lot of aloe on my body, but it's, mm. it's fine. We happily do it for the grind. For the gram. Yep. That one, too. Should we should we get an Instagram that's just us posting picture of our major sunburns? From yeah, beach I like trips? that. I like that. I'm going to probably uh, have a doozy because I'm going to be down toward the equator on my honeymoon. That'll be great. Yeah. If there isn't an Instagram account dedicated to the burns of pasty men, then we don't have to find it. Do we they call that a cottage, a, a cottage industry? No, we're, Look, this isn't make money. We uh, no, probably not. No, well, the cottage industry, you can actually make money. I yeah, but I mean, there's niche. there's degrees of money. We make money. Let me put it this way. There is enough money to like put a down payment on yeah. like a 95 Ford Fiesta. That Ooh, they didn't make those then, but I mean, you, I mean, you, you easily could have jumped in and been like, when I, when I was stumbling, you could have said, I'm Escort, an, 85, right Ford. Eight, an 83 Dodge Omni. I'm sorry, I don't know the, the roster of Ford in 1995. You don't, you're not a car guy either. What's wrong with you? I drove an 83 Dodge Omni in college. What is an Omni? Oh, buddy, go- Google that. God, dude, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Pauly D is he's gaunt now. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, well, what I'm saying is it looks like someone snuck up behind him and pulled all his face skin towards the back. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I learned a lot about Botox. I learned a lot about Botox the other day. How did you do that? I was asking somebody. So I guess this is something different. I thought it was filler that goes into like areas to make you to make you good and puffy. That's a different thing. Botox is a is botulinum toxin that goes in and kills your nerves. I thought it paralyzed the muscle. Yeah, basically. Whatever. Paralyzes the muscle. So you cannot move. Pillar God, that... is a different ordeal. I was around a lot of Botox in my news days. God, I bet you were. Uh I, was. I have a story that I wanna that I wanna tell. God, this is gonna be a real bitch to edit this whole Hold thing on, we've done. One, one second. Let's just do the intro. Welcome to the Shall We Football Podcast. I'm Ryan, my co-host AJ. Uh Colt is not with us tonight. He has a job and is working. We also have no guest. It's me and AJ. Strap in. We're going to talk about free agency and the signings, but first, AJ has a story to tell. Yeah, I have a story. So I I was on a flight. I went out to see my parents in Palm Springs, beautiful country, and I was, I believe it was on my way there because I remember telling my dad when I landed because they came and picked me up. So I hadn't slept very much the night before, and I was basically running on like a gluten-free Pop-Tart and anxiety. That is tough. Uh, so I got on the first flight and I did. I wasn't able to get food on the way, but my layover is only about 40 minutes. That's not enough time to sit down. So when I land, I like run into one of the convenience stores and I grab my go-to 
beef jerky. Now jerky, you might be yeah. you, you might be saying like that makes your breath smell. Well, whoop de doo, you're not sure. the boss. You're not the boss of me. That's right. Uh, so I get my beef jerky and I grab something else. I can't remember what it was. I get on the plane and I am like falling asleep sitting up, which on Balerican Bear Lines, that's kind of all you can do. You can't yeah, fall asleep any other way. That's protocol. Because you are rigidly sitting up the entire time. I wake up and I'm sort of barely coherent and I start eating uh, the beef jerky and I am pounding this beef jerky. You get I'm, little, I'm feeling very primitive. Little workout here. In, in the, in the yeah, master. when I started, I looked sort of like a Weimariner, and then sure. when I was done, I had the jowls of a pit bull. Yeah, because make my cheek muscles growling noises. No, I moaned sensually. Right, I do that sometimes too when I eat. Uh, I'm not going to demonstrate that. <laughs> uh, so I do I it involuntarily. I finished the bag, and I look in there, and I don't see the moisture. <laughs> moisture wicking packet i look around at the people next to me who are both asleep we're like thirty thousand feet in the air i grab my phone and i'm like oh yeah there's 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 no internet here so so, um i go into settings look at the wi-fi on my phone i'm like is this worth twelve dollars (laughs) and to find out if i'm gonna die while i'm still up here or if i'm gonna die when i get back down the mother earth so, long story short, I guess this pack did not have one it just of those. didn't have it. It just didn't have it. Or I ate it and passed it, and that was it. <laughs> None the wiser. So, when I landed, I went out to my dad, who's picking me up by, like, um, uh, right outside baggage claim. And uh-huh. I was like, I was like, Dad, we get in the car, and he's like, how, how was the flight, blah, 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 small talk. And I was like, Dad, um, I think I might have eaten the one thing in a beef jerky pouch that you're not supposed to eat. Uh, I don't know for sure. I don't remember eating it, but we may have to address this a little later on. (laughs) AJ, are you ready to football here? Yeah, it's football. All right. We're going to do a little bit of free agency roundup here. We've got Derek Carr out of Sin City into the other Sin City, which is uh, New Orleans. Um, Four years, $150 million, 60 mil guaranteed at signing. Uh, we talked about this a little bit in the run up to, to the signing with New Orleans. Uh, he had he had talks with the Jets. Apparently, the Jets told him that he could be a Hall of Famer in green and white. Uh, and then he opted to go to New Orleans instead, maybe because the Jets put all their chips in on an actual Hall of Famer. But I don't hate this for Derek Carr. So Carr is 10th in average annual value right now with his with his contract. Gets wild. Yeah. So friendly overall. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's fucking average. The Mm -hmm. guys nearest to him, 2.5 mil below him is Kirk Cousins. Yep. Um, four mil below him is Jared Goff. Math is, and then, and then Lamar Jackson is another three mil below that at 32 for now. Yeah. For now, for now, for him. And then above them, uh, above Carr is Stafford, Jones, and Prescott at 40 mil average annual. So, like, this is super average. And the only guys that I'm like, it's a travesty that they're below him. Those are guys like Trevor Lawrence, who's not out of his rookie. Joe Burrow, right. same deal. Yeah. Um, Tua is better um, sometimes. That's the thing. Uh, Just, is like, Justin Herbert. What are the, the, stuff. Those three names above him, Stafford, Dak, Daniel Jones. Who would you rather have more than Derek Carr out of those three? Maybe, maybe Matt Stafford if he's healthy. Um, you can, you can 
Yeah, I, I don't give a shit. I'll take any. Doesn't matter. Anyway, it's it, like it's super average. Um, so then you look at you look at when they can get out of the contract. So it's 2026 as they're out, and that's 11.4 in dead cap. That's it's it that's fine, I guess. Yeah. The 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 cap hit goes up astronomically. 2023, it's 7.2, and then it goes up to 35.7 and 24 and 45.7 and 25. Yeah. So like they have backloaded this. So with like the structuring of the now you they can always restructure, but with the structure of the contract, this kind of sucks. But with what was available, what they could do, they have painted themselves into a corner where this was the only choice to remain competitive. Now, you I know you've talked about Jimmy G before. Sure. I'm just not there with this writing has been on the wall for the Saints for a while. Like this was coming, right? Yes. There was no way around it. They had to do something like this soon. So now they've gotten themselves in a position where this is all they can do. You're right to to stay relevant. So like they could, I think they could get out in 2025 with a seven seventeen point one million dead cap hit. I think so. Um, it's listed there as the dead cap. Uh, 100 million guaranteed. Yeah, he's going to reach that. So they could potentially get out um, with a 17.1 million dead cap hit in 25. They would only save 12.9 million bucks because for him to actually play for them in 25, um, his base salary is 30. That's not true. His his cap hit is 45.7. So they would save like just under 30 million with that. So yeah, it would be worth it to maybe do it in 25, but it's still a huge waste. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they're they may have stuck themselves in purgatory with a pretty decent wide receiver core, assuming Michael Thomas <clears throat> ever plays football again. Yeah. Um, also fucking Cam Jordan, Tyron Matthew, Marshawn Lattimore, got players. Uh, Ryan Ryan Ramchek, a bunch of first round draft picks in the offensive line, an aging Alvin Kamara whose window they have wasted yep for the most part yep um yeah uh this this was all they could do so here's the hope for this one maybe this is all Derek Carr needed to 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 shine so the only thing that would make this a home run is if Derek Carr outplays this contract the Saints I don't think are going to like elevate Derek Carr because I, I guess the receiving well, they, I mean, Devonte Adams was was with Carr last year and had a monster year, and had a monster year, and the and and Carr and was still stopped. okay. The defense was terrible. Well, the defense was terrible, but I'm talking about statistically. Carr was he was fine. He was fine. Yeah, he was fine. So the only way that this is everything that the Saints want is for Derek Carr to vat to like wildly outplay out play this this contract that's the only way it's going to happen sure this is All a right. smaller one right yeah no, one year deal for damian harris to buffalo i really like this for buffalo uh in his career 449 carries a little over 2000 yards that's 4.7 per carry 20 touchdowns in his career uh you you love the blocking aj his pass block pff grade would have been top 15 if he met the snap requirements that's like important. I mean, so like that's more of a fantasy thing. It's important. That's important because coaches love that. And you're going to see more time as a player, but yeah. not just that, but uh, that, I mean, 
Damian Harris had lost a little bit of his luster. I talked, we talked about this with Hutch Brown, shout out Hutch. We talked about this with him. Uh, Damian Harris has lost some of the luster that was uh, because of Ramondre Stevenson in new England, but he, he, he was ranked second out of 70 running backs in 2020 per PFF. And then second again, out of 62 in 2021, he didn't qualify this past season. But like, I mean, the the guy is a a pure runner. He's not much out of the backfield. But if you can pass block, you can still um, scratch and claw out some third down role if you can do that. Sure, and and that is a a desperate need for Buffalo. It is protection, Uh, especially their offensive line. And look, and straight up runners, they they've produced nothing, nothing essentially, yeah, on the ground except Josh Allen. Yep. So Hopefully th- a good boost for them. Yeah, I, I like I like this a lot. It's a very it's a much lower profile signing than the rest, the remaining ten of these. But this is a this is a three for one. Buy one, get two free. Yeah. Who are we buying here? Um, buying Miles Sanders. So <clears throat> we've got Andy Dalton, two years, ten mil, eight guaranteed, with an out after twenty twenty uh, an out in twenty twenty four, five point eight dead cap. If they do that. Miles Sanders, four year, twenty five mil, thirteen guaranteed. Out with 2.9 mil dead cap in 2025 if they want out. Average annual salary in line with James Conner, Naheem Hines, Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler, maybe not for long. Adam Thielen, these are all to Carolina. Uh, Adam Thielen, three years, 25 mil, 14 guaranteed, all at signing. Out with 5 mil dead cap in 2025 if they want. He has, and this is probably not news to anyone, been on a steady decline per PFF. He was 6th in 20, 35th in 21, 68th in 22. And he turns 33 or 34. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's in an obvious decline, but can he come in and provide some stability and not mess up routes and, um, and you know, ha- and be sure-handed and contribute on on third down and 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 get open sometimes. Use his, you know, he's six foot two. He has yeah. good body control, all that jazz. Um, he's a good player. He's fine. He's, he's still a good player, and I think he's immediately the best wide receiver they have. I don't know. Terrace Marshall's still a monster. He 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 can be a, a raw a monster. monster. A raw. He's he's raw. That's what I mean. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it, I don't think it's a question. Terrace Terrace Marshall, more talented, but it, at this, especially at this point in his yeah. career, uh, I don't think I don't. I think Adam Thielen gives him a run for his money in terms of talent earlier on. Sure. A- anyway, I, I, this I, I like Dalton. There's just no fucking. There's, there's no risk. There's no risk whatsoever. Uh, Adam Thielen, you can literally get out in. Two years and it's only fourteen of the twenty-five guaranteed. It's it's not huge. Is it a little bit of an overpay? I don't know, maybe. But for them, they're not they're not bogged down in cap trouble anyway. So yeah, at, at least they at least they won't be for 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 too long. Um, they're not paying a quarterback crazy amounts. Christian McCaffrey's contract is gone. Um, yeah, they're not in dire straits. The one that's a little concerning to me is Miles Sanders. Yeah, the fact that they've got to eat two. now in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter at all. Four years, 25 mil um, and they can get out after two years. And he's in but he's in line with guys that he's probably a little better than. But I don't know why you don't roll. I mean, they were running the ball well with not Miles Sanders towards the end of yeah. the season. That was about all they could do is run the ball well. Yeah. So, you know, why do you bring in? I mean, they had some free agents to take care of in the backfield and 
you don't want to double down on the guys that you were riding with last year because I don't think you want to give them second. You don't want to give them another contract. I yeah. guess I, this is this is fine. It, I mean, it doesn't move the needle. Well, much. I mean, I, I I really like Andy Dalton coming in there because it. It's yes, I'm talking about Miles Sanders specifically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Miles Sanders is fine. Uh, and and with that annual average annual with those guys, that's probably pretty appropriate. Um, as to what he should be paid, talented guy. I I think he's good. Uh, and I think he'll be fine. Uh, Andy Dalton to be in there and be that veteran kind of mentor for whoever that young quarterback they take a number one overall is huge deal. Um, I, I do we think it's Stroud? I think it's Stroud to have Andy Dalton come in there and, and be that mentor for maybe CJ Stroud or or maybe Bryce Young. Um, that is that is tremendous. He's been around for a long time. He can win you a couple of games if need be. I think that's a really good get for the for the Panthers. Yeah, I uh, I completely agree. Um, all right. So this is Tremaine Edmonds to the bears. Yep. Uh, four years, 72 mil, 50 guaranteed out with potentially out with 2.4 mil dead cap in 26, 24.9 years old pro bowl in 19 and 20 PFF fifth rank linebacker in 22 fourth highest average annual salary among linebackers, former bear linebacker to compare with a young player who is the same age as Tremaine Edmonds. Roquan Smith, who's now with the uh, Baltimore Ravens, has a lower PFF grade um, in general and a lower PFF pass rush grade as well. Although uh, he was drafted, you know, I think like a, two years earlier than Roquan Smith was, maybe at That's least crazy. a year. Yeah, I know the same age. Uh, this, I mean, if you're talking about what they would have had to pay Roquan Smith and what they're now paying Tremaine Edwins for a bigger more talented and more effective player. That's great. My concern is this. Why are you paying a linebacker big money? Big if you're going to pay a linebacker big money, this would be one of the guys to do it. He's also six foot four, two fifty, and he can cover like a motherfucker. Yeah. But uh, he doesn't play the run super well, per, at least per PFF. Um, but he certainly got the size to be able to do whatever the hell he wants and do some things that most people his size should not be able to do. Yeah. This is. If if there were wide receivers more readily available, this would be wide receiver money that they would be wasting. But there just aren't those guys right now available. They they already went out and got who they who they go get. They got uh, they got DJ Moore. DJ Moore, yeah, which is fine. And they have Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool sort of rounding out there. So that's okay. That's fine. that's it's okay. It's better than what I, they had I, last. Well, I I think it's it's significantly better. Yeah. what they had last year with Chase Chase Claypool and Mooney moving into uh, more ancillary, yeah. um, complementary roles. Yeah, DJ Moore. But, I mean, they also had the worst defense in football last year too. So uh, they needed to do something, and Tremaine Edmonds is is something, I guess. It, it's 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 just a lot of this is the kind of contract you like reward a uh, like a stalwart. Yeah. young star of like a, a, a contending team. This is a Brian Erlacher contract. This is a Luke Keekley contract. And like, I mean, those are, those are off. Those are like way oh, high bars, guys, right. but like this guy deserves this money. If you're going to give it out to a linebacker for sure. Uh, my, I always have an issue giving like top of the market dollars to guys that aren't edge rushers, tackles, quarterbacks, or cornerbacks. That's something I struggle with with teams that do that. 
but because um, you can generally find serviceable good linebackers for much cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. You just you lock yourself into uh into things with this, but they do have an out um in 2026, but you're guaranteed you're you're in there for you're in there like swimwear for three years minimum. Fifty mil. And fifty fucking million dollars. That's a lot. Uh you know, I don't think this is enough to like actually cause them financial turmoil. No. In three years. But let's so let's let's say this. Let's say the Bears become let's say Justin Fields turns the corner. Bears become relevant. Bears become like the offense is starting to hum and the defense is serviceable, right? And in a what is probably going to be a fairly poor NFC North, they're contending. Let's say that happens. Um, and DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, huge season or uh, up and comer left tackle Braxton Jones needs to get paid. Uh, this could kind of coincide with when they have to start paying sure. guys, yeah. but they're going to have to let this guy walk after yeah. this contract, namely so, Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, they're going to pay him. They're going to yeah. have to pay some of the offensive line. Um probably head into the secondary Kyler Gordon recent first round draft pick my please dear god I hope I'm getting that right I think I am I believe uh, Kyler, Kyler Gordon out of Washington they're gonna have to start paying these guys um hopefully this is sort of ships in the night where they can get out of Edmonds contract when they have to start taking some of his money and moving it towards these guys that they absolutely need to pay yeah. but uh, you know this yeah, you're getting you're getting a young, effective guy and you're paying top dollar for him. It just seems weird for a team like the Bears to be doing that right now. But I, I guess I guess you could make sense of this if if it's not going to keep them from signing guys like Fields and Gordon uh, Jones. The cap Clay, is going to continue it, to go up, probably. For sure. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It is. So it's not like I, I think they're OK with this. But this is in this is the beginning of how you get um in trouble cap issues like the saints have yeah. and the saints like they weren't doing what the rams are doing right they're not right. trading and giving away first round draft picks like crazy they're right. finding guys and then being like i want to keep these guys which yeah. you know seems like the right and not the right but the, a smart thing to do right and, and doing right by your players but then you end up with what the saints had which is kind of a oh, really? shell like a like a bit like a big and... yeah big shiny shell and as soon as they it you you expose uh you know you crack it a little bit and it's just hollow on the inside <laughs> <laughs> gooey and soft mm-hmm. all right Orlando Brown Jr. to the Bengals uh four years sixty four million thirty one one guaranteed uh, they got an out in twenty five with four nine four point eight he's almost twenty seven. That is the 17th highest average annual among offensive tackles around Jordan Mailata uh, in salary and age. What do we think about Orlando Brown Jr. who demanded to play left tackle? Uh, And that's why he got shipped to Kansas City and Kansas City said, we're good. We're going to go find somebody else and then uh, paid a lot of money to Jawan Thompson. Yeah, we'll get there a little later. Orlando Brown Jr. um, Jawan Taylor, excuse me. Yeah, uh, Jawan Taylor a little later. Andrew uh, Orlando Brown Jr. going. Uh, I mean, this obviously immediately makes the Bengals line better. Yes. Is that's not the question though? Is it worth it? I, I say I say it is 
he's still a young guy and he there's the potential that he gets a little bit better yeah um his injury history has been okay it's okay it's been okay um and they can get out after two years there's only half of this contract guaranteed if he stinks <laughs> what else is fucking new uh, right. If he plays for the Bengals, uh, that's sort of par for the course. Having a mediocre left tackle is is expected. Yeah, and now you have Jonah Jonah Williams, former first-round pick out of Alabama. You have him moving over to right tackle. It, um, and, and unless they trade him. He wants he wants to be traded. Uh, yeah, unless they tra- unless they trade him. Um, you know, they could play hardball. We'll see. I, I, probably not. Um, but it, I, think, I think this is an upgrade. Oh, yeah. Jonah the, Williams the, was the, fine. The, yeah, it, but it it's, it's obviously an upgrade. Jonah Williams was fine. Yeah. Not as good as Orlando Brown Jr. It's just I think this I think financially this is fine. Yeah. It's, I mean, if you're if he ends up being like a top 10 left tackle, let I me mean, got, you know, let alone a, a top five tackle. Yep. This this is a this is a, 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 a this is theft. This is yep. theft. This yep. is this is a felony. Yep. Um. Yeah, overall good. Mike McGlinchey to the Broncos, five years, 87 and a half, 50 mil guaranteed. Uh, out in 26. He's 28, about to be 29. Yes, only seven dead mil if they get out there. Um, I, this is a golden domer. And it is. That's, that's my, uh, um, I guess, religion. Yep, it is. Uh, and I'm and not talking about Catholicism, just like, like Notre, just Dame. Notre Dame football. Uh, I hate this. It's a lot. I of hate this it's a um, lot of money he is um i guess at this point he, i can't even say elite he's a very very good run blocker um his pff performance is average yeah but he's bringing in the 13th highest average annual annual salary among offensive tackles that's around cam robinson who's a left tackle taylor moten who's one of the better right tackles, Braden Smith, who has been before Colton Miller, who is one of the better left tackles, Lane Johnson, who is arguably the best right tackle. Maybe and then Jake Hall Matthews. Better. Yeah. And then Jake Matthews, who is probably a top seven left tackle. So yeah. it the, the two contracts that are of concern to me is that he is making similar to Lane Johnson and Jake Matthews. Lane yeah. Johnson's is left over a little bit from a signing years ago. Yes. Uh, Jake Matthews. I'm not sure if he's in the, in the same boat. Like there are different parts of their respective contracts for sure. sure. Uh, it, he's probably more. This is probably better compared to Robinson, Moten, Smith, uh, Colton Miller, it's not a good comparison. That's a left tackle who deserves to be paid. Um, Mike McGlinchey is still like he's still a right tackle. Yeah, he's still going to be a right tackle. Garrett Bowles is their left tackle. Yep. I I I, I just I don't think I don't think Mike McGlinchey is actually that good. But I will tell you this: the Broncos will run the ball better if they will. They will run the ball a little bit better with him. Is that worth? You know, fifty million guaranteed and eighty-seven and a half. Man, that's a lot. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of this one. There's, I mean, he was, he has been by the by the advanced analytics pretty pretty average. Yeah, and I I think the Broncos needed more pieces than that. I don't I don't mind them addressing the offensive line. I think they needed sure. to, but I think there was a better way to yeah. do this. They yeah. also lost, and we won't we won't get to it. But I'll say they lost. Um, Draymond Jones, I think Mont is the right second 
portion of his first name. I think it's Draymond Jones. He's out of Ohio State either way. Yeah. Uh, him is he's following uh, last year's uh, traded defensive lineman Shelby Harris. Uh, he's following him this year to the Seattle Seahawks, and that's uh, that's awesome for the Seahawks. Draymond Jones can ball just yep. like Shelby Harris could and did last year. Yep. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right. They have other holes to address, but I'm not upset that they addressed offensive line. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to get to the replacement for Orlando Brown. That would be Juwan Taylor to the Kansas city chiefs Four years, 80 mil, 60 of that guaranteed and out in 26 at 4.7, the fourth highest overall annual salary with Trent Williams, Laramie Tunsil, David Bakhtiari, and Ronnie Stanley. This, to me, is not a player that has warranted that sort of dough. This is the most perplexing signing of the offseason. I think it sucks a lot. Hasn't played. Good, good for Juwan. Great, yeah, great, 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 great job, Juwan, for yep. and your uh, your agent, who I don't have in front of me here. Drew Rosenhaus. Is it? It is. Yes, it is. Rosenhaus Sports right there. Uh, no, that's Javon Hargrave. It is also Jawan Taylor. Great, great job, Drew. Great job, <laughs> Jawan. Doesn't uh, just do baseball, Drew Rosenhaus. Oh, yeah. No, I had J- Javon Hargrave up, and incidentally, uh, Drew Rosenhaus also represents him, and we'll talk about him a little later. This, yep. this uh, now, obviously, you have to adjust a little bit for inflation. And you have to adjust a little bit for the fact that the cap is rising and salaries are inevitably going to rise. Sure. On, on average. Um, it, it, it uh, boy. <laughs> so like once these guys like Williams, Tunsil, Bakhtiari and Stanley, uh, wherever they are in their contracts, once they sign their next contracts, like the next wave of contracts will probably end up pushing this contract down to what? Eighth, 10th. Well, Laramie Tunsil just resigned. Right. What I'm saying is yeah. when these guys, wherever with the next wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. will probably push this down to like eighth, tenth, maybe a little less than that sixth. When you get guys like, because there's the, kid, the Cleveland kid out of Alabama. Oh, uh, Jedrick Wills. And then you'll yeah. get Trist, Tristan Wirfs. Yeah, you get those um, guys signed and they're going to be big numbers. Yeah, they'll 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 push this down significantly. So this will drop a little bit, but um, yeah, you're. I mean, you're kind of love it. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like. Let's let's just talk about the player and not the contract. I don't love this. No, he, he's a right tackle. He's been a right tackle his whole career. Yeah, yeah. That's and that's the other thing. Cam Robinson has been the uh, Jaguars' left tackle um, for Jawan Taylor's entire time in Jacksonville. And he said, uh, all you got to do is flip your hips and trust your feet. I think it's a little probably more complicated. All you got to do is flip your feet and trust your hips. Trust your hips. That's right. Hip, it's all hips and nips or we don't eat. <laughs> oh, I really, I, I think that is a very dangerous thing for the Kansas City Chiefs. But, I mean, they're only protecting uh, the most valuable quarterback of his generation. So we'll see how it works out. All right. Now we got Jimmy Garoppolo to Las Vegas, uh, Sin City, as, as, as we say. Three years, 72.7 million, 45 guaranteed, and out with 18.7. Uh, yeah, I'll explain this part. So the out in 2024 is an 18.7 million dead cap hit. This is not really feasible because his base salary would be 11.2 million. That doesn't make any sense to do that. Um, 
more likely the out would be with 3.7 million dead cap in 2025. Yeah. I'm not, I don't think the, this is basically um, you're, unless they are in, unless they are desperate, I don't think they're going to say goodbye in 2024. I think it would be 2025. I don't yeah. think, yeah, the difference in dead cap is like $15 million. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And Jimmy G is serviceable enough that he can get you through. Yeah, or mentor somebody or whatever the fuck. 16th highest annual average salary, uh, kind of around Gino and Tannehill. Um, that's, that's acceptable. Yeah, they're like the top 12 core average annual values for quarterback salary are it goes from like 24 million average annual, and then the next guy is at like 9 million. There is a huge drop off. There's like there's no like there's no middle class in there. No, there is isn't. uh Jimmy G also offered free sex for life from two Las Vegas brothels. Have you ever been to a brothel? I've not, no. I don't believe they're free for normal looking folks though. Jimmy G very Oh, good. is that is that what it is? Is that why this is rele- relevant? I mean, it's a real thing. It came out in the news. So it's relevant because you do normally have to pay when you go to a brothel. I th- I believe that's the policy. Do you think that some brothels have different policies? Maybe. Maybe their currency is different. I believe American dollars is the usual accepted currency. What about Prussian francs? Prussian francs or Canadian loonies and toonies. Uh, what about but Jimmy G doesn't have to pay any of those because he has free sex for life. Does he still have to tip? Just the tip. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, yeah, this is this is fine. They're not in any hot water because they suck and they don't have anyone that they want desperately to. They are going to be a mess. They're going to be a mess. The guys that they need to keep around for sure. Uh, it's Colton Miller and it's Max Crosby. And then whatever the hell else you want to do fuck off do whatever it is Devonte adams i mean this it's at this point in his career that you're going to he is peaking presently sure and it then is then after that um s- slow decline yep poor Devonte adams yeah there's there's only two guys on that entire roster that you absolutely need to be keeping and for you know, good good on the Raiders because two of them are at the pre- most premium of positions, and they're great young players. That is correct. So good on the Raiders for finding that. Um, that's more of a cosmic thing, like an accidental um, occurrence, because we all know Mike Mayock's draft style was loved big butts, and he could not lie. He c- just couldn't lie. I is that a thing? Because I wasn't going to go there. I was going to say he just looked. He just didn't pay attention and then watched like the last few bowl games of a season and was like, oh, fuck, it's Alabama and Clemson again. I know. Uh, he loved, yeah. He loved the thick boys. He did. He also just loved guys from Ohio State and Alabama and Clemson. And I mean, there's a reason they got schools. the scholarship. So it makes sense. It also makes him seem like he's just not doing, he wasn't doing his job. I don't think that's true, but it made it seem like, you know, Oh, you're just going to pick the left tackle for the national champion or national champion runner up. And that's Alex Leatherwood. And he sucks off. He's not good. He's terrible. He is not good. That's almost like you look at his five star status as a as a recruit and then starting at left tackle for Alabama. And you're like, that's sort of that's all I need. Yeah, that's fine. That's it. Just fucking draft him. I got I got a tea time. And it did not work out. I hope he played well, though. Yeah. What's Uh, this one? 
Juju. I, I'm not going to try to read that. Yeah, no, go ahead. Juju oh, Smog Shoe Shiner. Where's he, where's he going? Going to the Patriots. Three years, 25 and a half, 16 guaranteed, out with 2.6 in dead cap in 25. Uh, he was 43rd ranked in PFF in 2022. It was the first time he was in the top 50 since 2018. Uh, he had some injury-plagued years and the, the, the end of his time in Pittsburgh uh, and then played pretty well winning a Super Bowl with Chiefs. Uh, played pretty notably, well. Yeah, pretty well. Drawing drawing a, a very crucial holding penalty uh, at the end of regulation in, in the Super Bowl. Arguably and my Juju favorite holding Smith-Schuster. Maybe of all time. Juju Smaug Shoeshiner? Yes, that's the one. Uh, so Juju Smaug Shoeshiner. Yeah, that's good. Uh, he, he's a possession guy. And the only reason I put this on here is because, uh, he is socially relevant, but TikTok. well, I mean, he's, it is notable that he is with the Patriots now. Um, I don't know if they, they, maybe they overpaid. I don't know. No, I think that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, I think it's fine. It's yeah. It's whatever, but I don't see the only reason I would say that I think he might have overpaid is because I don't think he's very good. I don't think he's a one. No, he's definitely not a one. I'm saying like, I'm is not he as sure. good as Jacoby Myers? That's where I was actually going to go with it. And look, in terms of, of uh, production, that's kind of where I was at. I don't know if he's as good as Jacoby Myers. He also might not be. Yeah. So I, like, I just, I literally just put this up because I knew that this was, this was headline generating, right? Sure. And that's about it as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I I, I think it's fine. I do think it's a downgrade. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a I think it's a probably a lateral move, maybe down. You know what? It might be a small upgrade, maybe. But he's a little bigger than Jacoby Myers, right? Yeah. Well, this this doesn't move the, the needle in terms of like, let's help out Mac Jones. No, it doesn't. This just doesn't do it for me there. It does not. Alan Lazard to the Jets, 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 Jets. Four years, forty-four million, twenty-two guaranteed, and out in twenty-five at six and a half million. Uh, Twenty-seven years old. He was dead even fiftieth in twenty twenty-two. He had never been inside the top fifty. Uh, Alan Lazard to the Jets. Uh, Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show called him a fucking dog. Loves him as a teammate. Maybe we'll love him more as a teammate in green and white instead of green and yellow. Uh, Alan Lazard, I, I, the Jets had to do something to give Garrett Wilson some reprieve on one side, right? Yeah, this is uh, this was necessary. It's a good move regardless of who the quarterback is. Well, I was going to say it's a good move if your quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. Also that um, I don't think Alan Lazard is is great. But look, if Aaron Rodgers, good. if Aaron Rodgers has deemed him a good a, a good teammate then he's a good teammate because Aaron Rodgers is kind of an if you can get that kind of ace hole to enjoy your presence and admire your work ethic and all and and your your presence in a locker room that's strong I'll take that for as much for as much as Aaron Rodgers seems like kind of an arse uh, his endorsement of a teammate would actually mean something to me it might mean Alan Lazard is also kind of an arse but that's all that would all be that would all be conjecture. Alan Lazard might be like just a, a super nice guy. And he also might just work hard enough to where um, Aaron Rodgers was like, this is a dude and I'll have this dude with me. Yeah. I would love that. Iowa State. Great. Alan Lazard. 
Yeah, I mean, he is one of the highest rated recruits Iowa State has signed since these things have been tracked numerically. He was yeah. huge going there, and he's huge literally. He's six foot five, like he's a two hundred twenty five pounds. A large fellow. He's large. Yeah, I like I like this eleven million average. That's I like that. That's good. This gives you a jump ball deep. This gives you a situational, an effective situational player if nothing else if he's not uh, a guy that can take over a game or rack up catches he can at least at the very least be situationally effective because there just aren't and with Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball there just aren't that many guys that they've got that they've got that dude in Garrett Wilson who will take over a game and change yes they already have that they needed a guy who is a consistent route runner, big body possession guy can go get you a first down when you need it. Um, I, I like this. I, I think he's a great number two to, to Garrett Wilson's number one. I think I, I think that their games are different enough to where it makes sense to bring in a guy of this stature, yada, yada, yeah. yada. Yeah. Um, I am concerned that like he I don't want to put too much in the advanced analytics, but the fact that he's never cracked the top 50, the top 49, he was 50th. That's that is a little bit concerning, but not look if Aaron Rodgers loves him, they've already got Garrett Wilson. Um, I mean, it got if, if he ends up being if he ends up getting like the Antonio Brown to Juju Smith Schuster effect where Alan Lazard becomes as prolific opposite um, Garrett Wilson as yeah. Juju Smith Schuster was opposite. Antonio Brown, Brown, Brown. And I think you have a steal at. Is this 50 among wide receivers? Yes. Yikes, dude. That's pretty bad. Well, I mean, you're looking, it's like out of 120. So true. Middling at best. All right. Jason Hargrave uh, to the 49ers, four years, 84 million, 40 of those guaranteed and out at 18 and a half in dead cap uh, in 25, 12.8 and 26. He's 30. He was 11th uh, amongst pass rushers last um, year. Amongst interior linemen. Interior linemen, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, tied for third at average annual salary with DeForest Buckner, Chris Jones, and Deron Payne. Um, well, th- th- those guys are around. If he's not tied with him, I don't remember who he was tied with of the yeah, three, yeah. but he's he's yeah. right around there. And I, so I also think, side note, that this uh, will set the market. Yeah. Buckner and Jones are coming up. Um, their deals are expiring within the next couple of years respectively so this will this will in some way set the market and i say in some way because chris jones is going to shoot for for aaron donald numbers and and probably will and should get it yes yeah because i mean normally i say i'm paying big bucks to a quarterback a corner uh, a left tackle a pass rusher and at this point you know you could argue like if, if I had a Justin Jefferson or a Jamar Chase on a roster, those guys I'm are paying them money too. To, I'm paying yep. them too, obviously. But Chris Jones is functionally a, just an edge rusher. Sure. He changes uh, games. He changes games uh, just like an edge rusher does, but from the interior. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine with him getting huge money for the Chiefs. Ideally, you would be paying an edge rusher because interior linemen – they don't need for a defense to be great. You don't need, you can do it, but you don't need your interior lineman to be 
ultimate pass rushers. You generally need that to come from the outside where you would think it would come from because finding big space eaters has gotten easier over the years to plug in in the interior of the defensive line. Whereas finding some stuff up. Yeah. Whereas finding your edge rushers has been more and more difficult um, to kind of look at how all of these incredible edge rushing athletes are going to transfer their skill level from college to pro. It's more difficult to sort of project that because you have these athletic freaks like Nolan Smith and you're like, is that production going to match? But anyway, Chris Jones is sort of the exception. Chris Jones, Aaron Donald. These are guys that are racking up edge rusher type type sack numbers and stuff. So you can get away with this easily. But yeah, uh, this is going to set for a little while. This is going to set the second, not quite the secondary market, but the next tier of defensive tackles. And Jason Hargrave can rush the passer extremely well, which is something that's much more sought after from interior linemen. Yeah, I'm sorry, Javon Hargrave. Um, It's much more sought after for uh, interior linemen than is the ability to stop the run because at this point, well, teams are obviously passing more, but also um, it's harder to find big boys that can not just collapse the pocket, but, you know, dip and rip or swim and get into the backfield pass rush moves. I love this, Ryan. I I love. I do too. And uh, you put, you put this alongside Nick Bosa with Fred Warner behind him. Holy hell. That's a that's a team full of aliens. You still have Eric Armstead now, and and Javon McKinley. Yeah, we're up front. They they're could. They're, yeah, they're going to be Death Eaters in the in the West out there. Yeah, really stuff rushing the pack. I I actually think of all the players we have discussed so far in terms of football players, Javon Hargrave. I do believe is the best football player regardless of position of the guys we've just we've talked about that's probably correct yeah so if, yeah if you don't know who javon hargrave is he played for the eagles last year i'm assuming most 11 and a half sacks i believe yeah that's from the interior of the eagles defensive line uh and he was with the steelers prior to that and he was the steelers first foray into undersized nose tackles in their three four and he was incredibly effective uh this guy has been quietly uh, incredible for most of his career. South Carolina State, I believe. Love that. Love that. Go Javon Hargrave. Okay, All right. Doesn't exist. All right. Um, Ryan, this has been fun. It has been. I love doing it. Just me I'm... and you sometimes. It's very intimate. I hate that. <laughs> I hate the way that sounded. All right. Thanks for listening to the Shall We Football Podcast. Please subscribe to our decadently frosted podcast on any platform, Apple, Spotify, Google, etc. Leave us a five-star review wherever you do listen. New episodes drop every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at SWF underscore football. That is or underscore podcast at SWF underscore podcast. Uh, the Texas Longhorns still alive for weekend number two of the NCAA tournament. We'll see how long that lasts because Texas is back.